0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 901. Today we're talking about romance in the world of Rogue One and in the Star Wars saga in general. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the 501st Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And in the run-up to Rogue One, there were some folks who were talking about the possibility of a Jin and Cassian romantic relationship. They certainly did seem to have a particular kind of chemistry in the trailers and teasers. That one from the trailer where she says good and he says good sounds a little bit intimate. Uh, There's that line where she says, I'm not used to people sticking around when things go bad. The scene we saw on Jimmy Fallon, which is the one from Jetta where they're hiding in the alleyway and Jin snaps open the baton and starts whooping the stormtroopers around. And Cassian turns to help her out but sees how awesomely effective she's being at taking out stormtrooper after stormtrooper. And he kind of looks at her and lowers his gun and there's something that... Uh, you know, if this was a rom-com meet-cute movie, then you would say that he had his first inkling of some sort of romantic aspiration with her. Now, since I haven't done it yet, I suppose this is the point where I should do the obligatory spoiler warning and say, if you have not seen Rogue One yet, and I've been talking to a lot of people who say they haven't seen it yet, which is rather shocking that they're planning to go over the holidays, so... Yeah, and even make it a tradition, basically. Like, not go on opening night, but make it a Christmas holiday tradition, which is kind of fascinating. Anyway, if you are one of those folks who has not seen Rogue One yet and you don't want it spoiled for you, then now is the time to stop. I've probably given you enough time to do it, save this podcast for later. As for the rest of you listening who are totally down with getting into this, then, hey, let's get into this. So, ultimately, as we watch Rogue One, It seems like there's a possibility of a relationship narrative, and this is one of the questions I would love to know, and maybe we will learn over time what the first draft of the script was like, whether there was actually some sort of romantic relationship, whether active or about to begin, or had previously busted up, or if this just happened to be part of their natural on-screen chemistry. So, yeah, when you arrive in the theater, it doesn't come across as the two of them having some sort of relationship. But that last moment in the elevator on their way down from the Citadel Tower, when they're both staring each other in the face very closely, that's the kind of Hollywood moment where, yeah, they would just start making out, wouldn't they? And I was sitting there going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And I was actually a little caught off guard by my gut reaction that way. Not that I necessarily wanted them to, not that I necessarily didn't want them to per se, I just in the moment it seemed like, yeah, I wanted something different. I wanted them to be able to recognize each other as soldiers in this war who have done something absolutely and utterly remarkable and not mess it up with (laughs) sex, passion, romance, lust, whatever you want to call it. Instead, this Star Wars movie, like a couple of other Star Wars movies, acts very much like it's on a first date with you. That means that it's going to show you a good time, but there's not going to be any expectation of kisses or anything beyond that in this first movie. If you think about the original Star Wars, yeah, a couple of chaste kisses on the cheek, but that's about it. They saved the actual romance until they got to Empire. And the same thing goes for the prequel trilogy. Yeah, there's maybe a little peck here and there, and I think it's only coming from Mom. I can't remember if Padme actually kisses Annie at some point in this. I don't think she does, but anyway... We only get that in Attack of the Clones in the second movie in the prequel trilogy. And The Force Awakens bears this out as well. There is no romantic relationship. I mean, yes, you could talk Han and Leia, but you know what? That feels like legacy in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, that's walking into the thing. It's not a newly developed love scene, so I'm not really counting that. Otherwise, in The Force Awakens, we get a very warm and relieved hug between Finn and Rey. There is that moment where Finn says, you got a boyfriend, a cute boyfriend, but, you know, it's hard to tell whether he actually means something about that. You know what I mean? I can't quite tell if he is actively inquiring after her boyfriend's status to then say, well, hey, let's go get a glass of blue milk together sometime. That all said, The Force Awakens definitely follows a strong and clearly defined trend with the other trilogies, where in the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, the first installments, Phantom Menace and a New Hope, did not feature romantic relationships. And then you get to Rogue One. And essentially, Rogue One is still a first movie. It's a first movie for a couple of reasons. First of all, because it's the first Star Wars story, the first standalone movie that's come out. And second of all, it's the first because even if any or all of the characters survived this would still be the first movie in which we see these characters and so therefore it is that same sort of first movie mentality that we're working with here so no they definitely should not have kissed in that elevator thankfully and as far as that embrace on the beach goes well let's hope that that's all they filmed for that and that there was not a take where they were rolling around on the beach as the blast wave bore down on them and maybe it's just the chemistry, I don't know it feels like, with all the reshoots and whatnot. and no this is not meant to be coming across as a pounding on the reshoots again or a, you know, oh this is terrible why did they do all these reshoots or whatever all I'm saying is, it seems like there is a world where they could have had them kiss and that they had enough footage where they decided no, we don't want them to kiss at the end of this thing, and so they were able to splice together what they needed to make that scene work chemistry and all and one other thing before I go, so this podcast has pretty much all been about the shipping of gin and Cassian, or the lack thereof, but there have been some percolating discussions in the internet space, wondering whether Bays and Chirrut are an item. Now personally, I didn't really see anything in the movie that suggested that was the case, but by the same token, I didn't really see anything that would have completely and utterly denied it or put it to rest as a non-option. So yeah, we could go back and forth and have an are-they-or-aren't-they type of conversation. And yeah, I don't think it necessarily leads anywhere. And if it turns out that they are, then, well, heck, more power to them, but... You know, the other thing that occurred to me is that when LGBT relationships started getting introduced into the new canon, it started out with a lesbian character in Lords of the Sith. And we didn't get the gay character until the Aftermath novel came out. So it's my guess that if they are going to break LGBT ground in the movies, it's probably not going to be with men. It's probably going to be with women. And so as we look ahead to episode 8, this would seem to be the episode in the Star Wars saga that we are going to start see some romantic action happening. So my question for you is, number one, did you actually want to see Jin and Cassian get together, or were you one of the ones who wanted them to stay as comrades in arms and nothing more? And what do you think about when the first LGBT character is going to show up in a Star Wars movie? Share your thoughts at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. So yesterday I announced or re-announced that thing about the Rogue One commemorative gift cards courtesy of Fandango and that's actually just part of the giveaways that I have going on leading up to Christmas. So stay tuned after the break for the other big thing that I'm giving away. Welcome back. So just to refresh you, seven gift cards at $25 a piece for use on Fandango, courtesy of Fandango, because of course you want to go see Rogue One again. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast on iTunes in order to be entered to win one of these gift cards. You have to be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident and leave that review on iTunes. And if you've already left a review on iTunes for the podcast, thank you very much. And that means you are already entered to win. Now, here is the other thing, or things I should say. So, I have managed to acquire 24, yeah, count them, 24 Star Wars Battlefront posters. And these are the nice ones, the double-sided ones, where you've got that Stormtrooper with the flamethrower on one side. And then on the other side, you've got the Imperial Walkers bearing down on a downed Rebel pilot. Those ones, super nice. So I'm throwing those into the mix as well. Now we've got 31 things that we are giving away to anybody who leaves a review of the podcast. And that's on iTunes only. So please do that before December 24th at 11:59 p.m. Eastern time and then I will select the winners at random from everybody who has left a review and we will notify the winners on the just, excuse me the Tuesday December 27th show. So what are you waiting for? Stop listening and go leave that review and may the force be with you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you test out your new robot hand, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the Rebel Fleet. It's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars And x We hope you love it.